These are like the generic sounds that um, come with the board. That's so epic, man. So I'm gonna mess around with them. What's up, dude? What up, man? Yeah, we're uh, we're messing around with the new board now, so I'm not sure. It should sound good. We, yeah, we should be good. Ooh. Nice. Yeah, turn it up a little bit. But yeah, so now we get sound effects. So that it comes with like I don't know eight generic sounds, but you can upload a whole bunch. However many you want, dude. However many you want. So I'm gonna get the theme song put on there. So it's just a touch of a button oh, going forward. Awesome, dude. <laughs> That's so awesome. Um, Big moves in 2022. Yeah, dude, we're we're up in the game. The the issue is though, I don't have the computer connection to do it, so I'm actually using my laptop okay. to uh, to get you zooming in. But we'll we'll get that fixed down the road as well. It's like you know, you get yet next level of technology here, and now you got to upgrade the other thing. But you know what? That's what that's what happens slowly but surely slowly but surely so what's up dude not a whole lot man it's uh it's been a a crazy week i uh i've told you i got pretty sick what was it like last thursday night okay um so like just kind of getting past this uh those weird sick phases um definitely been a struggle but we're getting there man i'm feeling good now feeling good this uh these last couple of days you get the kobe or was it like flu or something no, my, I mean, my brother got tested. He tested negative for COVID because he was sick too. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I'm not getting tested, dude. I like, I got too much other shit that I'm trying to do and work on. I was like, if it's COVID or if it's not, like, I'm going to just keep quarantined, not be around people. So, yeah. Um, but if he tested negative, I feel like I probably would have tested negative too. But yeah. Um, maybe, uh, maybe it just was the flu. Maybe I just got the flu, man. Yeah. I don't know. That's like me and Katie got sick probably two or three weeks ago now it was we both got covid and flu tests and negative but yeah. super sick for a couple know, days so reliable those tests are yeah to begin with we we did the actual one where they stick it in the nose and poke you around so hopefully. yeah that's what my brother did too is they, it yeah they went up there and swabbed with the up in his brain yeah and, yeah um but yeah man it's uh it's been a interesting week um i uh might be looking at some new job prospects and right. uh, trying to jump uh, my career in a different direction. So we'll see what happens. Sometimes you got to take a step up. What's the, there's a good Kanye West quote about, uh, about getting a new job. It's like, there comes a time in a man's life where you got to step out and I don't remember the rest of the quote, but something along those lines. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have to look that one up. <laughs> <Yeah. see? laughs> don't want to misquote Kanye. It's from, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll pull it up for the end of the show here. Don't worry. All right. Um, but yeah, man, other than that, just, uh, just kind of, uh, trying to figure out what my next move is. So, All right. um, yeah, my brother went and looked at houses today and I'm just trying to figure out what my next living situation is. Like we have our place until June. So, trying to decide if I want to like stick around Ann Arbor or I don't know, I'll probably stay within Michigan for a while. Um, if things are progressing with this, this female I'm, I'm talking to right now. Oh, she, nice. Uh, she's a lot of fun. We, we've had a good time chit-chatting and getting to know each other. So I'm going to see how this thing progresses and um, yeah, just kind of go from there. Well, good for you. I'm happy for you, Dan. Yeah. Thanks brother. Got, you're moving and shaking my man. You're moving and a shaker. Moving and shaking. Moving and shaking. 
Yeah, so, man, just not make moves. What about you, man? What's been going on? Uh, let's see. Uh, work. Um, snow. We got so much snow this week, dude. It was insane. Dude, how much uh, did you guys get? <clears throat> we have probably like 10, 10 inches to a foot yeah. somewhere in there. Um, I threw out my back. Uh, oh, no. Well, it's actually, so it's the muscle that goes from like the top of your shoulder blade to your, like the top of your spine. Okay. And uh, they say you can strain it. It's basically like staring at a computer screen or phone all day. Oh, like, yeah. Hunched yeah. over. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I got that one too, man. So, you got to really stretch those out. Yeah. So uh, when I got, I got out of the shower like Tuesday morning and I was like drying my hair and it was just like, like all of a sudden oh. it was just like, ah, that that's painful. And uh, just kind of been dealing with that and didn't help that I had to shovel, you know, 10 inches plus of snow Yeah. Um, that next day. So. Uh, it's been interesting that it's it's feeling pretty good today though so i think we're yeah. we're getting back to normal um you and yeah the stretching it. it's like basically doing a bunch of stretches to try to stretch it out and make sure that i'm not like hunched over too much throughout the day youtube uh neck stretches man i'm telling neck you what stretches. Dude, I, yeah neck stretches on youtube i was looking it up because i was having the same issues like right it's like right along like the the spine yep. of your like neck down to your shoulder blades man yep. A yep. big one I That's saw is like going up back against the wall, yeah, and just put, trying to put your shoulders back, and then just like uh, just stretching up. Yeah, that one, that yep. one feels good. But yeah, dude, you got to take care of your neck, especially if you're sitting at a desk all day looking at a computer that's, screen. That's that's the issue right there. Um, it's just sitting at a desk, basically screen watching, moving screen. stuff around on the screen. You think about it like my grandpa my grandpa put up telephone lines right and serviced that for a living and now here we are you know 60 80 years later whatever we just stare at screens and move the things around all day yeah that's that's pretty much the job it's crazy how human nature has kind of shifted the direction towards like being more technological based and like careers are just de developing so differently than they were back then yep 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 so, um, all right, let's, uh, you want to dig into some of this NFL news, dude? It's been a crazy week, NFL-wise. Dude, I mean, between coaches getting hired and all the, the drama with, uh, you know, what went down with uh, the old Miami coach, it's, it's definitely been a crazy yeah, week. Yeah, so Brian Flores filed a lawsuit against the NFL. Uh, I think the basic allegation is, is, uh, is it like discriminatory hiring essentially is kind of what he's out. He's alleging, yeah, um, discriminatory hiring. Um, he, he dropped a lot of, a lot of bombs. Yeah. A lot, lot to do with the process of like, um, I think he got like, a a text message from Bill Belichick saying, you know, congrats on, uh, you know, kind of moving forward, but it turned yep. out to not be him. It was a different Brian, um, but it's interesting because my I was talking to my brother about it and uh, Tor or Flores used to be one of Belichick's guys as well. And I guess my brother was saying that him and Belichick have a good relationship. So he thinks that Bill Belichick did it on purpose. Okay. To kind of like, you know, it's, it's like a slight for the NFL because of all the stuff that's obviously gone down with him in the NFL. But um, I think it's an interesting take to think that uh, Belichick was, was doing it to uncover Bill that they had, yeah, that they had made the decision right before that this guy had even interviewed, right? Yep. Bill, so, Bill Belichick is the white hat hacker at, of the NFL at this point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so many guys who like have 
um, you know, developed uh, decent careers in the NFL have come from a lot of these like big, big name coaches, right? They've, they've like started working under them and then have kind of like made their way into other roles within the NFL. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of like one of those like fraternities where it's just like intertwined and, you know, having that communication is, I, I mean, I think it's probably a, a good thing for Flores for him to, to find out that they weren't going to offer him the job anyways. And it was almost like a pity, it's a waste of time. Yeah, like a, a waste of time for him. So yeah, so this um, all comes back to the Rooney rule, right? Which is the rule that they got they got to interview a certain number of minorities. And basically, what Brian Flores is saying is that it's been his experience that he will just get interviewed, not because they're actually interested in giving him the job, but because he's uh, he's an African American. And it's because uh, they're required to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So that I think that's an interesting. It's sort of like a. It's a weird. It's it's weird right from from that angle like this rule that seems to be the idea is to promote more minority hiring but it's just led to this like waste of time for some of these guys yeah um like almost like the token it's it's basically like a tokenism thing right where you got hire or you got to interview one of the you know token sort of black coaches quote unquote unquote um that's certainly not the intent i don't think of the rule and then he also dropped some other bombs though uh, he said Stephen Ross paid him 100 grand for each loss in uh, 2019, which is pretty, or offered him 100 thousand dollars a loss. I did not see that. Oh, really? Oh, dude, That's this it, there was a bunch of stuff. He 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 said um, he said that he got paid 100 thousand dollars. I don't know if he said he got paid. Either he got paid or he was offered 100 thousand dollars per loss that year. Um, for when he was coaching the Dolphins, the Dolphins, yeah. 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 Um, that Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, pressured him to tamper with what people have figured out was Tom Brady's uh, free agency. Basically, uh, sounds like he invited him to come hang out on his yacht and was like, hey, guess who's also going to be on my yacht today? Tom Brady. And Tom Brady was not a free agent at the time, which is technically tampering. So Brian Flores said he just left, which I think is interesting because like, Tom Brady was not going to go to the Dolphins. No. like That was never going to happen. No. Uh, and then there's the text from from Bill Belichick, uh, but I think the most the one of the craziest things is the hundred thousand dollar per loss thing because you have Hugh Jackson from the Browns also coming out and saying that he was paid for some of the Browns losses that year they they uh, they tanked they tanked that's so crazy to me that like that's probably going on oh yeah in I'm a sure lot it is different teams like but the fact that there's like tampering like that like that to me is like cheating yeah. Well, it is. It's it's anti-competitive, that's for sure. So, be interesting to see what the NFL does as far as investigating it. Um, he also said well, that you got you got to think though, like you know, we always talk about like how teams are like, oh, you know, let's tank to get the number one position or whatever, like the right. number one draft pick. It's like that is like that's a that's like a specific. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it, it it almost just seems to me like that is a strategy that these teams are trying to utilize oh, yeah. when they realize that they're just out of contention. It's like, screw it. Yep. Let's just lose all of our games. And it's like, we almost saw the almost the exact opposite of that for the lions this past yep. year when they, I mean, I almost wonder, like, you got to check with the Jags now. Do you think the Jags were in the similar situation this year? Ah, after they man, I, maybe two years ago. Yeah. I don't know about last year. It seems like they have wanted to try to win this year. <laughs> But they just no, but sucked I'm at it. I'm talking about like at the end of the season, right? Oh, like, maybe, maybe. Yeah. 
Cause like, I don't know, like obviously they, they did end up beating the Colts, but um, yeah. they had already pretty much had that number one spot locked in when the lions decided to win their last game against. Right. Bay. Um, I don't know. Maybe I think it's interesting. It's the same problem the NBA kind of had and they went to the draft lottery, um, which kind of helps, but it still doesn't like you still want to tank to get a higher percentage of odds that you'll get that number one overall yeah. pick. So. Do you think um, that the NFL would go to a draft lottery like that? I don't know. The NFL has, uh, I don't think it's something that they're, you know, it'll be, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what comes out of this whole lawsuit, but I think they're more focused on other things at the moment. Yeah. As far as like making changes and stuff like that. So um, yeah. I don't think it's like top of their priority list at the moment to try to fix the draft. I think they're fine with the draft process as it currently is. What about some of the other hirings or some of the other news? So, okay, so Brian Dable did get hired as the Giants head coach. Um, so Bills, I think he's their offensive coordinator. Yeah. Basically gets uh, on that Josh Allen train. Um, I don't know. I don't really have any thought. I don't know much about him. So it no. seems like the Bills have had a good offense. I don't know if that's just Josh Allen. You know, it's like it's one of those things where – so many weapons. Yeah, but and they NFL teams tend to chase – um they chase success right so it's like you know brian dable gets hired because the bills have been so good well it's like okay well is it because of him like is he really the guy or is it because they have josh allen is it because he developed josh allen like are you trying to turn daniel jones into josh allen because i don't know if that's gonna happen yeah that's not gonna happen so that's interesting um the vikings did their little dance with jim harbaugh um eventually decided it sounds like they're going to hire the uh the rams offensive coordinator so i wanted to talk on that real quick because i've i've had some conversations with some buddies of mine that you know some of them are michigan state guys some of them are michigan guys sure. i saw like i'll be honest i think jim might be past this whole nfl coaching yeah level, he can't get right? a job yeah <laughs> I don't, I, I don't think like, even if he did get a job in the NFL, I don't think it would last very long. Well, and I so, think like, I think he's more or less thinking, okay, maybe I stay with the university of Michigan. I know I can have some longevity there. If I can continue to like win games, you know, like I just don't see him having a whole lot of success. If he were to go to the NFL, right? Like he might not be an NFL coach. He might be more of like suited to be a college coach. Right. So I just think that the Vikings realize like this, he he's not our guy. Like I just don't think he would fit well within the NFL culture of coaching. And so, I don't know. It's one of those things that uh, I think it's almost godsend for the university of Michigan to kind of hold on to him. And I mean, he's already just confirmed that, you know, he's not going to uh, pursue any other coaching positions. And I think it's probably a good thing for him because uh, like I said, I just, I'm not necessarily think that uh the NFL is the right spot for him. So I don't know. What are your thoughts? I think that he really wanted to go to the NFL and unfortunately couldn't make it work anywhere. And uh, I don't know what happened with the Vikings thing, whether or not they ultimately decided it was a bad idea, whether or not I, I have a feeling he probably wanted more control than they were willing to give him. And that's probably what ultimately led to them not offering him the job. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, the only things I've seen is that there was a report that they never actually officially like formally offered it to him. And they had a nine hour interview, which is nuts. That's um, so long. 
Yeah. So they definitely did their due diligence on him. I think he'd be a good offense or a good NFL coach, but I don't know if I would want to give Jim Harbaugh full roster control if that's indeed what he was going for. So maybe that's what it is. And uh, that's what he wanted in San Francisco. And I think yeah. that's why he left, right? Yeah. He didn't get along with Trent Balky, who's the current Jags uh, GM, has caused a bunch of problems. The reason uh, um, Byron Leftwich didn't get hired there as a coach is because he didn't want to work with Trent Balky bulky or whatever his name is so um i think as far as jim harbaugh goes um i you know it's probably a win-win i don't know i if i were a michigan fan i don't i don't know how i would feel about it it's weird because he essentially you know went and tried to beg for an nfl job he, you know he was putting out stuff all over the place i mean the raiders didn't seem like they were ever interested in him but he's his people were certainly putting it out there that he would be interested in that job did they find um, did they finalize the deal with mcdaniels i haven't seen anything on that no i don't know um i know that they were in talks with him getting that that head coaching job with uh the raiders so yeah. and then uh so ultimately though he comes back to michigan um you know there have been people saying this is going to hurt recruiting and you know it's going to be used against them i don't know how true that is i mean um all all college coaches kind of other than like the Nick Saban's of the world who, and maybe this is kind of Jim Harbaugh's kind of how it gets that Nick Saban status eventually of like, yeah, he's never going to leave because he went and tried and didn't work out. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how that kind of plays out um, over the next couple of recruiting cycles. Yeah. Um, I think I Michigan next year. What are your thoughts on the team next year? They, they they lose a lot, right? They lose a lot on defense. Um, yeah. I think offensively, I'm I'm more excited. I think we have a lot of young guys who uh, you know started to kind of come into come into the light. You know, towards the end of the season when we started to kind of open up the playbook a little bit. Um, I'm really excited to see what uh, McCarthy can do next year. I know it's going to be an interesting dynamic with uh, McNamara still around, but. Um, I really think that, you know, if <clears throat> if McCarthy can kind of like, uh, you know, continue to improve down the, the path that he's going, I, th- I think that uh, it'll be fun to watch the offense. Um, in terms of the defense, I think that there's going to be a lot of work that we'll have to do. I think we're, you know, we're getting a new defensive coordinator. So, you know, I think scheming and dynamic of that will, will be interesting to see how that unfolds as, as we get closer to the season. But um, I don't, I don't want to like – write anything off because I, I think we'll still be able to compete. I, do I think we're going to win the big 10? No. Um, do I think that we'll compete in some of these games? I'm hopeful for that. Um, but I think it's, it's, we're really going to, I'm just really going to have to kind of do some more research this year and kind of see what we have incoming. And um, I know that there's obviously some, some recruits that we're working on getting. So I think a few of them I saw were some, some linebackers and a few defensive linemen. So I know we need to get some of those, uh, bigger recruits if, if we want to continue to compete with like Michigan state and Ohio state and Penn state. So um, we'll see what happens, man, but I'm, I'm hopeful that we'll have a, a decent year following a big 10 championship. Yeah. So, I mean, I think they're probably like an eight to 10 win team. It yeah. seems to be the, the like average Harbaugh wins there, you know? Yeah. And then, and I think that's kind of, kind of be his, his thing for the remainder yeah. of his time at Michigan. They're like an eight to 10 win team. And then if they beat Ohio state, then they go to big 10 championship type of level. Yeah. Um, 
And I think Harbaugh knows that. And I like like we've we've had this discussion before. I I just don't think he wants he wanted to do the recruiting. I think he thought the NFL was going to be you know a, a much um, more of a cake job. Yeah, more of a cake job and something that he sees as like a a challenge that he can still. You know, I think he thinks he can still do it, and I think he probably could. Like, there's a lot of fans out there who want Jim Harbaugh to be the coach of their NFL teams. So, uh, but ultimately, back at Michigan, um, and we'll see kind of how that that plays out. It's, it's I feel like it's more or less the name, though. Like, let, like I don't want to like bag or like rag on Coach Harbaugh, but I, I feel like his is. name carries yeah, a is. lot of weight oh, yeah. more than I think his coaching ability carries weight. Well, you know? he, he's got a really good NFL. Uh, record for when he has coached it's yeah like but, top five winning percentage all time but think about like, qualifiers think about, the team, think about the teams that he had when he was with san francisco they had an unbelievable defense like that's what they were yeah. known for like offensively they weren't that great you know like but i don't know i just i don't want to i'm not like i'm not trying to rag on coach harbaugh i think he's a good coach I don't think he I don't think he's an elite coach. I don't think he's going to be someone who's going to step into an NFL job and like take a team to the playoffs unless they have like a contending team. But like there's no open. I feel like there's no open position in the NFL where he could have gone and been a contender and like made the playoffs. The Vi- so like the Vikings would have been interesting, especially if if, if Aaron Rodgers. Rogers yeah, yeah. If Rogers leaves. Which that's another one I wanted to talk about that offensive coordinator for uh, Green Bay. We're going to the, the Broncos. Broncos. Yeah. You think, um, you think that that move happens? You think Rodgers potentially goes to Denver? I know a lot of people are talking about there's like there's a very slight chance that he could follow his offensive coordinator over there. He has a good relationship with him. Yeah, Hackett, I think is his name. I think yeah. if he goes anywhere, uh, he's going to the Titans. You think so? Yeah, it's a terrible division. He'd be in the same similar situation as far as making the playoffs go. That team is a really good quarterback away from being a Super Bowl favorite. See, I also I also think a great spot would be Miami. Like, I know yeah. they got Tua down there, but they have so much cap space. They could get they could get Rodgers and Devontae Adams and trade like trade Tua, like I don't know, man. It it could be an Maybe. interesting fit. Miami's interesting. They've got some other they got to find a coach and uh to deal with this whole is there owner paying people to tank games situation that that is a rough situation to be in (laughs) um back to just put a bow on the harbaugh stuff so i think uh this is like this is like classic jim harbaugh though like he but i think and i think michigan is ultimately what works for him because it's the alma mater there's like a built-in love of the guy um It'll be interesting to see if and when he signs this extension that they've reportedly offered him or this, you know, get his payback to something that's competitive. Um, But it's it kind of falls in line with where he's been historically, where it's like after about four to six years of Jim Harbaugh, people start to get kind of annoyed with him um, because he's just a weird guy. He's just a weird guy. And so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out over the next couple of years. Right. Because you've gone you've gone through this. So, like, if he does something similar next year, like at some point, the. AD at Michigan is going to get frustrated, right? And that's where I think you see he had to come out basically publicly through Schefter or whoever and say, yeah, this is it. I'm done. I'm not chasing NFL jobs anymore because you can't. I mean, as much as it generates people talking about Michigan, stuff like talking about Harbaugh, like it can't be good for the current recruiting class at all. 
Right. Especially yeah. for him to do it on national signing day is pretty hilarious. Yeah. That was kind of crazy <laughs> to me. And I was really kind of worried that that was, I saw, have an impact. I saw some real angry, uh, Michigan fan reactions that oh, were, yeah. they're going to be hard to walk back now that Harbaugh's actually coming back, but, uh, just interesting stuff. All right. So Aaron Rodgers, Yeah. I think just to, to quickly transition, um, I don't know where he ends up, man. I mean, to be honest, the Packers are not a bad situation. So, like, to leave there, I think it'd have to be, like, the Titans. I don't think he wants to go to the Broncos from, like, a competitive standpoint. I think the Titans make a lot of sense because they're basically – they're in a similar situation as the Packers. You don't have a lot of competition in that division. You're going to win your division. You know, you just have to get through the AFC in the playoffs. And you the don't way think the Colts are going to bounce back next year? No, I think they will, but they're, it's not like what you would have in the AFC West with Kansas City, the Chargers, yeah, the Raiders. What, also, what about the Jags, man? I feel like the Jags, you know, now that they've kind of uh, – been... I mean, they're going to hire Doug Peterson, I think. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what they, they, what they look like. I thought like. they hired Byron Leftwich. No, they, that's what I'm saying. Byron Leftwich was going to be hired – but told them he's not working with Trent Balk. And so oh, that's right. they refused to fire him, I guess. And they, because Byron Leftwich wanted to bring in his own GM, is basically what happened. Yeah. Which is smart. Byron Leftwich just sounds like he's basically in a position where he's going to get a head coaching job, but he's not just going to let it be dictated to him as far as where he goes, what the situation, like he's going to go into a good situation with good ownership. He wants his own, he wants to kind of handpick his GM. Yeah, um, is what that situation kind of looks like. So good for him. Yeah. Uh, I think we're both on the record as being Byron left with fans. So yep. um, looks like he's going to be Arians OC for at least another year, unless he gets hired by like a Miami or some of these other teams that are still still having job openings. Yeah. Um, all right. Ooh. You got any early thoughts on the Super Bowl? Man, I'm. I think I called it right, didn't I? Didn't I say that it was going to be Bengals and uh, Rams? Uh, we'll see here. I think you you went Bengals and Rams. Yeah, son of yeah. a gun, you son of a gun, you did it. Um, yeah, dude, I uh, I'm pretty excited. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a hell of a game. Um, I don't think people are really giving the Bengals um a shot at winning this. I yeah, still think the Rams are going to win it, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think, right? Even though it's a home game for the Rams, um, you can't count out Joe Burrow, man. Like we said, he hasn't lost. He hasn't lost a game that's like meant something. So Joe Burrow has still maybe, not lost a clutch game going back to 2019. Which I'll tell you what, though, I really thought after he threw that last interception um, in that Bengals Chiefs game that they were fucked. And uh, somehow the Bengals defense kept them alive, and they keep um, they're yeah they keep getting these like lucky like bounces. Tipped, tipped interceptions type stuff going on. Well, plus Joe okay, Burrow okay. equals Bengals run. First of all, what the fuck were the Chiefs thinking when they decided to throw the ball deep there in overtime? Like, why? What was the know. point? They're, of they're that? forcing it. Yeah. What? Yeah. Why? Why force that? It, Drive the ball down the field, take some time off the clock. You know, if you can't score a touchdown, then kick the field goal and then make the other team have to, like, it just it didn't make any sense to me why they would, like, force that. After, like, the whole, like, Chiefs just completely shit the bed in the second half of that game. Completely shit the bed. 
they dominated that game in the first half and they just came out so flat. It's like they, they were playing to keep the lead instead of win the game. Like, I don't know, man, that was probably some of the worst coaching I've ever seen Andy Reed have in like a, an NS in an AFC championship game. And it was kind of, uh, it was kind of tough to watch, man, for the chiefs to just kind of implode like that. Yeah. I mean, Pat Mahomes basically played the greatest first half of his, one of the better first halves like he's ever played up until that throw to Tyreek Hill on the two yard line. And then after that, it was, it was trash. The game's momentum completely shifted there. Completely. Yep. The game went from being like completely out of reach for the Bengals to, well, wait, we're still in this. Yeah. I mean, it went from right there, gave them that juice to roll into the second half and like really make a difference, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, even if they kick a field goal there, they probably win the game. So um, yeah. interesting. I like I, you know me. I like to call. I like being aggressive, but uh, it was rough. Um, I did hit the Bengals plus twenty one though on the old DraftKings when they were down early. So that was there a nice go. little nice little easy money there. Nice, <laughs> dude. The in game lines are so much fun for some of these, or have been for some of these NFL games because it's all comebacks. So it's all like you just backs. you just sit you just sit on it for the first quarter first half until somebody gets a big lead and then hammer that hammer those points baby yeah um Ugh. yeah I mean you also had uh, dropped interceptions for, yep. for oh my gosh teams um, just interesting you know hey it didn't end on a coin flip I mean you know they flipped a coin but then Patty Mahomes can't get it done yeah I don't. I said, it's like he broke after that Tyreek Hill play. Like for yeah. some reason, after that, he Tyreek uh, Hill didn't. I don't didn't think Tyreek Hill had any yards in the second half. Yeah, he might not have. I don't know. Yeah, he just they didn't get him the ball. I don't know if you saw that argument between um, Hard. I think it was Hardman and. Oh yeah, or maybe it was Pringle. But uh, yeah, man, there was just uh, it was it was tough, man. I. I don't. I wasn't expecting that game to turn out the way that it did like that. Um, but you could definitely tell that there was a, a shift in that momentum after that play to end the half. Yeah. Um, but yeah. good for good for Mahomes. I think uh, you know this shows he's a gamer, man. And uh, I think that this Bengals team's got a lot of swag. Uh, young coach. I mean, this. I think this is the first time in NFL history there's two coaches under the age of like 36, something like that. Yeah, that are coaching in the Super Bowl NFL champion. Yeah, in the, the Super Bowl in the Super Bowl. Um, Shout out to the millennials. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah, it's crazy to think that these coaches are like almost the same age as us. I was looking at it. Um, they are I think pretty much are the same age as us. Yeah. Yeah. I think the coach from the Rams might going? be like, he, he, I think he just turned 36 like this last week or something. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, I think it's nice. I think it's also, I think the, the announcement of Tom Brady's retirement has just kind of like opened up the NFL for like, man, this is, this is anybody's league now, man. It's anybody's, yeah. you know, there isn't, there isn't uh, the the old man Brady that's uh, gonna come and uh, rain on the parade for all the young guys. You know, it's it's pretty much wide open now, and there's so many good young quarterbacks. Um, I think it's it's gonna be a fun NFL to watch these next few years as these guys develop and really, you know, make names for themselves. I'm I one thing I'm like really looking forward to next year 
is uh, Lamar Jackson coming back off the injury, man. Like, I'm really hoping that – because I was looking at his numbers, you know, since he started his career. This dude has been so unbelievable, so dynamic, like passing, rushing. Like, this guy can do it all, and I think he's going to be someone to watch next year as, like, comeback player of the year. I know, you know, Burrow had a great comeback year, and Dak had a great comeback year coming off of his injury. So, um, yeah, man, it's – it's going to be a fun NFL watch these next few years. I feel like. Yeah, it's like a turning over of the generations, right? From exactly the, the Eli exactly. and Tom Brady generation is kind of it's over now. Yeah, I think Ro- Rogers, well, Ro- Roethlisberger is retiring too, yep. so it's just like all these, all these old names are dropping out, and all the like these new young guys are going to be stepping in. So, yeah, the, it's going to uh, be a lot of fun. Bucks, another team where someone like an Aaron Rodgers could. Uh, come in potentially win a super bowl yeah, so but they don't have any money man yeah they got a cash they got a cash and that's why i think brady's just like well um on this note i'm gonna retire oh, yeah i think yeah he's just because they can't I think get joe burrow forced him out to be honest with you he saw what joey b was doing and was like i'm never gonna win a super bowl again i'm out yeah can't compete with these kids these young bucks yeah you know he watched I mean, they're, that they're... pat mahomes josh allen game was like they're nah i'm out basically doing what he was doing when he was their age you know so it's like yep. yeah it's it's Mine crazy the rushing age. part right he, yeah. he was never <laughs> he was never a runner you're not dialing up a tom brady quarterback sweep i'll like tell you what though, Josh Joe Allen. Burrow extending plays after coming off that knee injury that he had yeah. good for him man um, he was looking he's looking good out there making some smart decisions right. and he's quick with his feet too yeah, you have any thoughts on the uh, Rams-San Francisco game other than Jimmy G finally was dumb? You know, there's there's a reason they drafted Trey Lance, and it shows up in the, yeah, in the I, NFC tra- championship game. I don't know if he saw the comment that he made after the game, but, like, he he basically knows he's going to get traded in the offseason. And oh, he's yeah. like, I just I just want to be, you know, in on that decision. Like, I, I want to be a part of, like, deciding where my fate is going to lie. And, you know, I know he wants to go to a team that's going to be competitive. So it's going to be interesting to see where he goes because, I like, I was talking to my brother about this. I don't think he's elite, but he's a game manager. You know, if he can go to a team that has a good defense, like, I think that he could make an impact on a team that's kind of, like, right on the cusp there. So, yeah, he's he's, uh, he's like a top. 12 to 15 QB, right? So he could go to like the the He's like a um, Ryan Tannehill. The um the Broncos or like the what's the team where the Bucks. One of these teams that's got pretty much everything but a quarterback and basically do what he did with San Francisco this year. Yeah. The only problem is, you know, they don't have Kyle Shanahan and uh Kyle Shanahan now has Trey Lance. So it'll be interesting to see how that that uh, develops. Um Yeah. So, Senior Bowl, just switched to some draft talk, was this week. My boy Malik Willis is out there tearing it up. Malik. He is slowly becoming QB1 for this quarterback class. Um, Was out there. He, what is it, they measure initial velocity coming off of your arm, like when you're throwing the ball. Okay. He had the highest they've ever recorded, uh, beat out the previous number one was Josh Allen. Wow. So dude's got a cannon confirmed. He does have a cannon. Um apparently the Mike Tomlin was very interested. Um but and they said he did a pretty good job picking up the the Lions playbook. Uh ironically because they were the they were the coaches. So they're going to good look at him. 
Um, be interesting to see where he goes in the draft because he, you know, quarterbacks get overvalued, man. So if, if a team really wants him, you know, if the Lions wanted him, they may or know a team wants him, then that's a potential trade up or trade out of that number two pick if somebody wants to come up and get him. I don't know if he'll go that high, but yeah, be interesting to see how that plays out over the next uh, next couple months here. Did you um, did you watch the Senior Bowl thing? No, I didn't. But I've been watching uh, like practice practice highlights and guys recapping kind of what's been going on during the week down there. Yeah. Do you have a a lot of like having that? Um, I think you have like access to that website or whatever. Yeah, the, the Pro Football more? Focus stuff. Yep, they've been yeah, they've been all over it. Around it. Okay. Yeah, they've been down there hanging out, grading guys, talking about guys. So nice um still a very i mean this is a very like offensive line defensive edge rusher type of class um yeah. it'll be interesting to see i i think if the lines keep two then i'd like aiden hutchinson there i think he's he's good i, I also like stingley the cornerback out of lsu i think he's an interesting prospect um if you're trying to get more corner help there but secondary help yeah interesting to see what the lines do this year in the draft because they're going to have a you know, being down at this game, they're going to have a pretty good idea on a lot of these guys. And the Senior Bowl, what is it? It's like almost all those guys get drafted now. Yeah. So they've done a good job picking their players and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that's our uh, draft recap. We're officially in, like, mock draft season where you're starting to see mock drafts, though. So, <clears throat> yeah, I'd be curious to see what's on the people's boards for uh, this first go-around of – yeah mock drafts maybe we'll do some mock drafts the chilling in the basement mock draft at some point chilling in the basement uh do you see <laughs> in other news the washington football team came out with their new name they are the washington commies now the commies <laughs> what dan snyder is probably the worst so owner other team names they could have picked so dude they're now they've kind of botched this whole team name thing uh, and then did you see the stuff with the investigation and how they probably won't ever see the, the investigation isn't being released publicly because Dan Schneider and the NFL or the, the Redskins and the NFL signed like a we'll work together contract at some point, but then released each other from that con contract right before the investigation was over. And no. so now in order for it to be released, they they basically have to get permission from the other party to release it. So it gives them this like, well, NFL won't sign off on us releasing it you know so we can't release it and then from the nfl's perspective like well washington won't sign off on us releasing it so we can't release it and it's just like oh this is some some heavy duty bullshit right here some bullshit yes some bull <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing oh man i love this new toy um so yeah so dan snyder just continues to be bad at team ownership like maybe we'll do an expose on why he's why everybody why does everyone hate dan schneider because he just go back to the robert griffin days when he completely botched that situation ran him into the ground ruined his career dude feel so bad for that guy he yeah. had such a bright future yeah that was uh it was an interesting time and then just his whole like cheerleader calendar weirdness um oh yeah he's a special kind of uh Piece of shit, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but also a billionaire, so yeah, kind of comes with the territory. Um, did you see the Macaulay Culkin versus Haley Joe Osmith Super Bowl pictures? No. 
<laughs> it's crazy how much uh, Burrow looks like Macaulay Culkin. Burrow is though. Macaulay Culkin, and uh, yeah. Stafford is 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 the Haley Joe Osma. Haley Joe Osma. <laughs> That's pretty good. I saw the. I think it was like when the Bengals were playing the Raiders. They were saying um, Macaulay Culkin and Marv from um, the, Marv. the Sticky Bandits. <laughs> so it was like <laughs> it's Derek Carr. Derek nice. Carr was Mars with his like yes. crazy hair. Yep, yeah, I can see that. Um, you got any any early thoughts on the Super Bowl? I think the line is like four and a half for the Bengals right now. Yeah, I mean, I I think the Rams are going to win. You I think, think the Rams. Defense. Yeah, I think the Rams defense is going to cause a lot of problems for Joe Burrow. Um, I think that uh, you know it's it's a the Super Bowl is a way bigger stage than the national championship for college football. Um, not saying that he's not going to show up and play. I think he will, but um, you know, it's, it's, it's typically, I mean, it's basically a home game for the Rams. Um, yeah. It'll, I don't know. I feel like there's just going to be like that familiarity that uh, like the, the bucks had last year in the Super Bowl against the chiefs. Um, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's hard to kind of uh, see the Bengals coming in and, and stealing this one. I think that uh, it, I'm really hoping that Stafford gets one here. Um, I think Burrow's still got a ton of time left in his career and the Bengals are young and can bounce back. Um, I just really think that the Rams are in like a must win now because of how much money they spent and how many picks they gave up. So I'm going to put my, uh, I'm going to put my money um, on, the Rams. on the, the Rams to win this one. So. All right. I, uh, it is interesting because the Rams from like an organizational perspective are much more desperate, right? They are basically in the, uh, the win now mode where the Bengals actually have a pretty decent looking off season coming up. Well, they'll have some money and, you know, actual draft picks as opposed to the Rams who don't have draft picks for the foreseeable future until 2024. Yeah. So I'll probably bet on the Bengals with points here if they're I think they're getting like four points, but yeah, I do think it makes sense for the Rams to win. But like we've said, Dan, we don't know if Joe Burrow can lose clutch games yet. No. It hasn't this been is the most this is the most clutch. Like there's some sort of special super secret universal sauce that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase have that they like they take with them, I guess. And until they get beat. It's going to be tough. To, it's called the swag sauce. The swag sauce. Yes, the super swag sauce. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and the super swag sauce. <laughs> uh, little little uh, thing I just found out. You can bet on the Pro Bowl. Really? So there you go. That, the is AFC the, is a one-point favorite. What? Is that tomorrow? Yeah, it's tomorrow. Okay. Should, and then a week from what? Tomorrow is the Super Bowl. A week from tomorrow's Super Bowl Sunday, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you see the skills competition they did for the Pro Bowl? No, I oh, didn't. Dude, it was great. They had uh they did like like uh almost like horse with like catches where like like you had Stefan Diggs jumping off uh like a platform, catching the ball and then breaking a table, Bill's Mafia style. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> they had they had a race, it was Nick Chubb. Tyreek Hill, Trayvon Diggs, and Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons won. What? Now, Tyreek Hill. Linebacker, Micah Parsons. Yeah, Tyreek Hill kind of jogged. He didn't really run very hard, and he was they were in, like, street clothes. Nick Chubb went pretty hard and got beat by Micah Parsons. And Trayvon Diggs didn't really run hard. 
Nick Chubb's a bigger guy though. I feel like, right? Yeah. Uh, eh. He's 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 stocky, yeah. But Michael Parsons I need to watch flying. Some highlights from that dude. dude I feel like great. that would have been cool to watch. It was great. They did the the passing thing. NFL skills passing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mac Jones looked bad. Oh, dude. <laughs> a lot of memes out there about Mac Jones's uh, passing accuracy skills, but who cares? It doesn't matter anyway. And then uh, they did dodgeball. It was another one I saw. Oh, that AFC, I know they started that like last year, the year yeah, before, which AFC is pretty funny. Versus NFC dodgeball. Justin Jefferson won. Oh, okay. Caught, uh, I think, a ball from like Nick Chubb or something like that for the, the winning out. The NFC won it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good time. It was fun to just watch these super athletes do kind of stupid things that they're not really trained to do. I think, uh, what was it like a year or two ago? I want to say I watched the NFL skills competition and they were like having to pass like the ball into like all these different like areas and like knock yeah. out the targets and stuff. It was yep. pretty cool. Yeah. That's what, that's what they were doing. That's where Mac Jones was catching a lot of flack. Yeah. Uh, Rusty Wilson was tearing it up. Another quarterback, oh, yeah. dude. If he goes to the Bucks, the Broncos, the even the Bears, um, be interesting to see if he if he gets traded this offseason. I wouldn't be surprised, and I feel like Pete Carroll's got to be out the door soon. Man, he is getting old. This old Pete Carroll over here coaching up my squad. Yeah, Pete Carroll's old. Yeah, we can start to make that joke. Pete Carroll's. I was watching father uh, of the NFL. I was watching that highlight again from when the Seattle Seahawks played against the Pats in that Super Bowl where they had the ball on oh, yeah. the three-yard line and they decided to throw the ball. And I'm thinking to myself, why the hell on first and goal do you not run Marshawn Lynch three times to get in the end zone? Yeah. Um, it just didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty, man. Run the yeah. damn ball. They had a good running offense, too. And- Tom Brady loves that ring just as much as he loves all the other ones. Exactly. What's crazy to think is he could have had two more rings on top of that. Well, yeah, but he also could have lost that one. He could have lost the the Falcons one. I mean, you know, it goes both yeah. ways. But yeah, he yeah. could have had nine rings or something stupid like that. I mean, that yeah. that year they were undefeated and lost in the Super Bowl is like sad. It makes me sad, and I'm not even that like I like Tom Brady, but. I, I really wanted them to just completely poop on the entire world that year. And then uh, Eli Manning, man, the Tom Brady killer, got him. The Tom Brady killer twice. Did see, oh, dude, did you see the new commercial with him and Jerome Bettis and Peyton Manning and Victor oh, Cruz? Yeah. Where they're singing that song <laughs> at the, the end. Dude, that makes box. me, oh, it gets yeah. me every time. Yeah. It just crack, cracks me up, man. I don't understand why uh, Terry Bradshaw is duct taped to a chair. Because he's weird. It's like the that's like the the part of the commercial where he shows up there. They like think he's weird or something. I don't know. He's yeah. just weird. He's Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. Funny stuff, dude. Chia, chia. Oh man, um, dude, we're gonna have to start making some uh, transitions out of uh, the NFL I after know. next week, man. It's gonna be good. Uh, have you uh, have you heard any of the news about uh, Joe Rogan recently? And uh, yeah, we could, we, could, we could talk to Joe Rogan. Uh, I know he's been going through some things with Spotify and some of the guests he's had on, so we can dig uh, into that at some point. Yeah, dude. I just saw another post that he made about how people now have like been going back and like listening to like a lot of his old podcasts, and they recently brought up about how he had like 
like said the n-word like but like people are taking it out of context because he was like referring to like certain you know instances or situations like i think one of them that he called out was that uh um i think it was uh who was that comedian that uh he has like an album that uh is named like with the n-word in it or whatever and it's just like you know is it richard Pryor? Yeah, Richard Pryor. Thank gotcha. you. Like he had mentioned, like Richard Pryor had an album like named such and such, and um, but he 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 was making some really interesting points about it. But it's you know, I I think like if you go and you just like nitpick that everything like anything anybody says over like the course of like 12, 15 years, like yeah, you're probably gonna find some information that might not necessarily be good or um, could be controversial but like in the context that it was like you can't you can't take it out of context and then just like try to throw somebody under the bus and this cancel culture thing so i that's, don't know that's the media nowadays man welcome to the internet Yep, things taken out of context there's probably some stuff on our podcast so you know if we ever uh, become famous they're gonna get taken out of context hardcore misinformation man misinformation <laughs> Um, but yeah, dude, the whole misinformation thing for him, um, and about like having those, those type of, um, guests on his show where he was like talking to them and he's like, you know, he's had number of people come on his show and like, yeah, they, they might have, um, contradicting opinions to what the popular belief is or what like the media is trying to push. But like, I think the whole idea behind him having these different types of people is to have different opinions and, um, different information shared so that people don't have just one specific viewpoint, right? Because I really think that his show is unique in that aspect where he has all these different types, types of people from across the spectrum, right? Like there's not just, you know, these conservative people who are having one opinion or one direction that you're supposed to like have this like mindset of, um, and then just kind of expanding that thought process so that we're not all just single-minded robots, right? So I don't know. I think it's, it's interesting. Um, I've always enjoyed listening to his podcast. I think it's it's got a lot of uh, really interesting and uh, unique information that they discuss on there. So I'm still going to continue to listen to it. Um, and I just formulate my own opinions instead of thinking that anything that anybody says on there is, you know, 100% true or accurate, you know, like who knows, but it's entertaining. So, yeah, I don't know. I, um, I have listened to Joe Rogan less lately because it feels to me as if he has been going so hard on COVID and maybe yeah. it's like, and part of it is I just don't care enough. Right. But part of it is also that he seems to be very like, like to me, and we've talked about this, the pandemic, there's a playbook, right? You, you shut things down make sure the hospitals are good to go. And then Eventually, there's vaccines. People take vaccines, and we open things up, and we're kind of at that point, right? But he's been kind of, and part of it is like his his whole thing is like com comedy, right? Yeah. Well, comedy clubs are like the worst thing for a pandemic, right? You have people who are in tight spaces, literally laughing, right? So like projectile, like the whole point is for them to like projectile air into, you know what I mean? So it's like yeah. it's absolute worst thing for during a pandemic and i don't think he's got a very good perspective on that and he's certainly kind of it seems to me as if he's been one-sided as far as like the whole vaccine and just general the covid stuff goes um and i think 
hopefully he kind of we can we can move on from that and just get who cares man like and yeah. that that seems to be where all this controversy comes from because it's not like Joe Rogan has always had controversial people on right yeah it's never been like a a thing where he just he he doesn't have people who are controversial on or, or isn't willing to talk to them I do think though that he has gone a little bit overboard overboard with some of the COVID stuff it's like dude I don't this is like the Joe Rogan COVID experience where like you're having people on to specifically talk about vaccines and like give a very like one-sided view of something that's very specific to COVID where like ideally you then have because like I've also listened to because I'm a big fan of Rhonda Patrick who he has on and discovered her through him it's like have her on to talk about and I think he did but he seems to challenge those people more than he is willing to challenge the other view which is the anti-vaxxer view and i think that's kind of where he's gotten off the rails a little bit but i'd still like joe i don't have anything against him it's just like keep it keep it consistent if you're going to challenge these people then you have to challenge the other people but and but like i said i think he's very biased when it comes to the pandemic because it the thing that he likes doing the most is the worst thing you like you just can't do it during a pandemic and i think that you know that's kind of it's essentially like he feels like he that you're coming for him it's like nobody's coming for comedy joe rogan it's just you know we gotta we gotta take a little break here yeah absolutely but yeah so that's i don't know we'll we'll see i I think it's you know he he's kind of like the the new media you know what i mean so yeah kind of in this weird uh, weird space with that any elon musk updates i don't dude i haven't seen any of the spacex stuff lately i think they're finally starting to offer he uh he was trying to pay some guy like fifty thousand dollars to like not track (laughs) no he he was he tried he offered him five thousand and the guy said he wouldn't stop for less than 50. oh okay it was like too much fun for him or something like that but he just tracked where elon's plane was going yeah i think that was what he was doing (laughs) funny it's like leave me alone like stop following me yeah (laughs) uh Uh, good stuff what uh what's the deal on uh aren't they on their way to the moon right now to start the oh i don't know didn't they launch oh no they uh we were talking about that uh that satellite that they launched that's supposed to be taking the images on the dark side of yeah james webb space telescope yeah any updates on that no i think it's it's like a hundred days or something that they have to have it up there before we'll start actually getting data from it. Yeah. So that'll be something like in a couple months that will start blowing people's minds. Yeah. We'll definitely have to provide some updates on that as yeah. it uh, progresses. Yeah. The only thing with SpaceX is they're still, they're still building the, the heavy booster launch pad and, and catch thing. Have you seen the arm that they built to catch that thing? There's an arm to catch it. Oh, dude, they have like a giant, it's huge. It's like, just giant i don't even know how but just a massive tower structure that they're gonna catch the booster with like right now they the way the the falcon i think is what is it the falcons yeah Yeah, they they land them on the barges or whatever this one they've got flaps at the top of the rocket and they're gonna get it into this like arm contraption that then closes on it and catches it in the air and then resets it on its launch pad and then they shoot it up again that is wild yeah it is gonna be whenever they start that's the next level of like it's it's big or bigger than the saturn rockets that they use to go to the moon oh my god this is what remember the thing the 
the starship that they shot up, flopped on its side, and brought back down. The, the yeah. booster is what they're going to use to actually get that thing up into space. Okay. So they they put one of the starships on top of the booster, shoot it up into space. Booster comes back down, lands. They put another starship on top of it, refuel, refuel the booster, shoot that starship up, and it's just this continual process of them shooting these Damn. things up. That's that's his ultimate plan to get to Mars and everything. Damn, dude. Yeah, it's crazy how fast it's happening. It is pretty crazy to think about how fast that stuff is getting pushed um, and how much space. What did Bezos say the other day? Bezos, and I don't know if this is real news or not, but I saw a headline that Jeff Bezos said something along the lines of like, in the future, most of humanity will be off Earth and Earth will just be like some sort of like resort, essentially. Which people I, were people were ragging on him. It was like the billionaires are basically going to kick everybody off Earth <laughs> and use it as their own luxury resort. Well, I'm I'm excited to see what uh, the satellite can find out in terms of uh, James you know, Webb. Where, yeah, yeah, where these uh, these potential host planets are. But it's like yeah. how 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 long is it going to take us to get to these new planets? Oh, right? We don't have the technology to get there yet. Yeah. So how the hell can you say that most humans are going to be living off of planet? Oh, wait you build giant space stations and that's the yeah. whole you, you build like a moon base and then you actually start like at some point but they'll have enough they, infrastructure up there to build things in space and then you can harvest asteroids to get material to then build more 3d basically 3d print things in space but how, haven't they already proved that uh um you know, being up in space for an extended period of time has like a negative impact yeah. on like the human. Yeah. yeah. It's not good for your bones, for your bones. Yeah. It's not good for your bones. Don't the bones start to like lose uh, density and stuff. Yeah. You start to lose bone density. Yep. Yeah. So, Which that sounds terrifying. I'm assuming. Yeah. I don't know that we need to solve that one. I don't know if you can do, like, if the moon has enough gravity, uh, Mars would have enough gravity to counteract that. So. But yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know how they plan on making that work. That's that's maybe one of those issues that's kind of unsolvable at the moment until we get some sort of fake gravity simulation. You know, where they like, because what is it in the movies? And technically, you can you can spin it to simulate gravity. And you just get big, a big circle circular ship and you spin it. Spin the station. You spin, spin the station, station. Yeah, yeah, and that Space that station. will that will simulate gravity to a certain level. Yeah, like uh, what's um, the. What's the movie? Space Odyssey. <laughs> yeah. Um, dude, I wonder if like there's like information that's known by these billionaires that just like the like the common folk just don't have in terms of like maybe we're progressing faster towards like this world uh world ending situation here on the planet, and that's why they're pushing so hard to get us up onto Mars. <laughs> maybe I think they're just pushing technology um what was it you know have you ever listened to the speaking of joe rogan the uh the bob lazar interview no all right this is like some ufo stuff but bob lazar claims he seems fairly credible but he claims to have worked on ufos for the u.s government back in the 70s oh my gosh and uh so it's pretty wild the stuff he talks about because it just if you, ever, if you get a chance, just check it out. Yeah. But he was under the impression that this 
the basically the people pulling the strings were not necessarily the U.S. government, but that it was like private industry essentially, and basically like a lot of the stuff like people who actually would quote unquote own these UFOs that they were working on would be like the billionaires and stuff like that. It's like the Men in Black, dude. Yeah. So maybe. Yeah, if you ever want to go down a, a wild rabbit hole, man, Bob Lazar is an interesting one to look into. All right, I'll definitely have to check that out. Yeah. Um, um, have you uh, have you watched any of the the Boba Fett series yet? No, is it good? Oh man, it's cool. It's pretty cool, man. The the most recent episodes were uh, pretty interesting and focused around um, bringing in some characters that uh, I think is it's pretty awesome to see in uh so this is live action the book of boba fett is what it's called yeah the book of boba fett and this is boba fett origin story kind of thing no it's not so much an origin story it's like uh uh, without giving too much away it's just uh it's like a post return of the jedi didn't he die in return of the jedi oh he climbs out of the sarlacc pit got that mandalorian armor on yeah, I mean, you're just going to have to check it out and see, man. <laughs> you're so against spoilers. I love it. I'm just, dude, spoil it for me. Uh, so I, I might have to check that out. That's on like Disney Plus or something. Yeah. All right. Uh, watch, have you ever seen the movie Memento? Yes. Dude, I watched that for the first time this week. Did you, okay, so there's a Christopher Nolan explanation of how that movie yeah. works. He like, it's not, he like draws it on a chalkboard. You saw that? I did, yeah. I did Dude, do a little digging. I sort of picked up movie, on it early in the movie, but the movie's wild. That movie is cool, man. Yeah, it is. It is really cool. I do, you have looked at, you know, if you, the perspective, if you actually do it in like in chronological order, and it's not nearly as good. Like the way he yeah. did it in order to like sort of Explain. make you understand what the character was going through. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Love Christopher yeah. Nolan. That's a legit movie. Yeah, it's, it's good. Um, all right, dude. We've covered a lot today. Yeah. Saturday, these Saturday morning podcasts get get wild. <laughs> you get it fresh. We get our coffee in us. We just get rolling. Yeah, man. Um, it's tough. All right. You want to make, well, I, I assume we'll do Super Bowl next week as far as uh, picks and predictions. Yeah, we can do the picks and predictions next week. Save it for uh, the, the week of the Super Bowl. Yep. 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 Um, all right, brother. I think, uh, I think we're, I think we're, we're uh, we're episoded uh, out for the day. Give me a bam, bam, bam. Yeah. This has been chilling in the basement. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. All right, have a good one, brother. All right, adios, Dan. See ya. Bye.